0: And here's Harry with everything that's coming up on today's oh, show. Oh, my God.
1: Around the world, there no, he, he are 10s there. He was on Doctor Who. Remember that? Um, John Bishop. Jim, Tim, do the John Bishop. Uh, John Bishop. We do that once at least. And also Ringo Starr impressions, but it makes sense. No, it doesn't. I'm lying. Um, The, 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 the Jodie leaving. Stuff about that. Lots of stuff about that. Is she really leaving? Yes. Yes, she is. And also... We sound good this time? Better than this, at least. Ah! I'm the Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey, the constellation of Casterbureth. I hope he is a bit less conspicuous this time. You might be a Doctor, but I am a I'm a Doctor. <laughs> but probably not the one you
0: expect Absolutely fantastic. All of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will. Where do you want to start?
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bigger on the Inside, the new Who Doctor Who Watch Along podcast. I'm Harry. Joined as always. Yay! Is, is this a new? Is this a new like gimmick? What talking you, over each other? Yeah, that you interrupt me
0: <laughs> because when because we now get to do these in person. Yes. Oh, they don't know. Yes, you don't know this. This is our second We will mention segment. it again later when we get to the watch-along because we mentioned
1: it twice. Yeah, but this is, yes, our first full podcast episode. We're in person, and also in a uh, actual recording space. Not a studio, uh, Tim's apartment, but it's a lovely apartment. If I could, I could spit on you, we're that close. Mm. Please don't. I won't. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, we're actually doing in-person stuff now and hopefully we can do this for um, some time until we get bored of it. Yeah, um, or
1: until one of us like gets sick,
0: famous. Or... Famous or sick. They're the famous. two. Yeah. That's what I was told at school. We are going to be famous or sick, boy. That's how the
1: good Charlotte song went. <laughs> Lifestyles of the sick and the famous. <laughs>
0: Uh, we're, we're doing a news segment before we go into the watch long later on, so let's start with the most boring piece of news, and then we'll slowly make our way up to exciting news. Oh, oh, oh right, no, let's start by, um, I should probably mention, I know two two of my friends are listening, so hello to Darius, I hope you're well. Um, apologies, I just can't work out how to have you on the podcast, but once I've worked something out, you can come on. And also, hello to my sexy friend Harvey Ploughs. Um, I know he listens and he didn't ask for a shout out But I know he will hate the fact he's being shouted out on the podcast So that's why I'm doing it So um, I love you Harvey, I hope you're well And say hello to your girlfriend for me um,
1: he, he doesn't have a girlfriend On with the dishes. <laughs> I was about to say, how did he do that being a Doctor Who fan? <laughs> um, <laughs> but our first piece of
0: news is That's right, we're talking to you out there you virtuous. <laughs>
1: Hey, 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 I didn't say anything about virginity. Uh, Oh, just just girlfriends? Yeah, yeah, you know,
0: we can still... Or boyfriends. Yeah. As you know, no girls like Doctor Who. Boys who like Doctor Who like boys. That's true. I feel we're working on very dangerous eggshells.
1: Also, I'm pretty sure that I've had girlfriends who like Doctor Who. You've had girlfriends? Yes, (sighs) and... Hey, it's only like two, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do the news, Harold. What's yeah. the top piece of news? Our first bit of news is about, uh, it's kind of the um, usual, where are they now, in terms of former Doctor Who actors. Uh, David Tennant oh, is yeah. going to be in an upcoming series, yet another adaptation of Around the World in 80 Days. Um, we spoke about this last week, didn't we? I don't think we did. I oh, know, we were talking about Jekyll and Hyde last year. Yes, week. we talked about Jekyll and Hyde. But now there's a little trailer for... Uh... Around the World in 80 Days. It looks good. Yeah.
0: I was thinking, I like it when, especially David, when he does stuff that is within the same sort of sphere as Doctor Who. Hmm. This, Good Omens, Jessica Jones, you know, that sort of mythical sort of... Like, he's so good at his drama with, like, Broadchurch and there's what and there was a Channel 4 thing as well that came out at the start of lockdown as well where he killed his kids or something. That was really good. Um, but yeah, I like stuff like this because you can see from the trailer he's really having lots of fun with it, and it seems very comedic as well. Hmm.
1: I didn't realise like until it came out at dawn to me, it's weird, there's a lot of adaptations of the World in 80 Days. Steve Coogan? Yeah, there's a Steve Coogan and Jackie Chan one. Wait, 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 wait. Are those two
0: separate that, films? They're, they're the same film. Oh, I thought you was like, there's the Steve Cougar one, there's the
1: Jackie Chan one. No, they're, they're, they're <laughs> in the same film. Oh, okay. That sounds cool. Yeah, and, like, Jackie Chan gets a top billing, because, you know, he's an international star. Do you, what, does
0: Steve Cougar play Phileas Fob?
1: I think so. What he's did, the guy in the hat. Yes.
0: <laughs> what do you think the chances are, then, of being able to get David on the podcast... When because I'm thinking that David Tennant, yeah, I think our podcast time of the RTD era will end, possibly around the time that Around the World in Eighty Days come out, so we could get him on to promote that and then just bombard him with Tardis questions.
1: I think the fact of are called Big on the Inside will kind of give the game away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true. That's true. If anyone out there knows David Tennant, we've never done this before, but if anybody knows David Tennant. Or Christopher Eccleston, or Billy Piper, or Freena Adjman, or Catherine Tate. Send them our way, please. Or Russell T. Davis. Yeah, yeah, Russell. Because your agent doesn't like us, because I keep sending her emails, and the responses get a bit, bit sharper every time. (laughs) She seems like a lovely lady. Okay. But I think she should just email me back now and again. Why doesn't she call me, Harry?
1: It's because we like Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> I feel no, like... It... Girls don't call you back when you like Doctor she Who. She just has a
0: spam filter. When there's Doctor Who Tardis podcast.
1: I right, To be honest, I'm going to be honest here. Um, I think if I opened a date with I like Doctor Who, I'd probably actually have a better chance. Oh No, no, no. I'm not, I mean that in the sense that there's a lot of girls our age who grew up liking Doctor Who. I don't mention it. Don't you? Nope. <laughs> I found out something very interesting, which is... um. You know, I've, I've just finished, like, literally today, I finished, um, officially, um, an acting MA. And I found out that, um, a lot of...
0: I got Harry a present last week and he still hasn't got me anything.
1: It's been, a, like, two days. It's been a week. In in podcast time, yeah. <laughs> in real world time. Time moves different in the podcast zone. It's wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Um... Now, I was going to say, apparently, I found out, there's a lot of um, applicants for drama school, especially female applicants, apparently, who cite their acting, one of their acting inspirations as being David Tennant in Doctor Who. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense, though, because I you think... Know,
0: I wanted to be an actor when I was about seven or eight, just because of Doctor Who. Mm. I didn't want to be an actor, I just wanted to be Doctor Who. See, the thing
1: is, I didn't want to be an actor because of Doctor Who, however... Doctor Who was my first introduction to the concept of what an actor was. Yeah, this yeah. This whole thing of... Because such a big part of the show's identity is that the actor, the lead character, is recast as a different person. And also, when I was watching Doctor Who, I also had this audiobook for the uh, How to Train Your Dragon books. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember you telling me that. And actually. the narrator was David Tennant. Uh-huh. And he did that in his kind of native Scottish accent. Uh. So I was like, oh, okay... Actors are real people who pretend to be other people.
0: (laughs) Was that was that like the what was like the first thing that sort of made you go? I want to work in this industry.
1: Probably the first time I was I was part of this theater group where I um, was cast, kind of a role, like a significant talking role. I must have been eight. Yeah, and but what what made you go to the theater thing though? um, Honestly, I can't remember. I think they came to our school and they showed. Like a bit of what they did. I was like, oh, that looks ah, fun. I see, okay. But then, and then I joined based on that.
0: Yeah, because mine was a bit Doctor Who, but mine was before that was Wallace and Gromit. Really? That's I cool. went, when I went on like Aardman stuff, I was like, oh, that looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is very cool. But anyway, Around the World Day Today sounds good.
1: Yeah, it looks like fun. It looks like a lot of fun. When, um, that, when
0: that comes out, we should maybe watch the Steve Coogan, Jackie Chan version. Yeah, and do a review of that. Even though it's got nothing to do with Doctor Who, it's
1: weird that that version is kind of the version which we. Wait, wait a minute! Didn't um, Peter Cushing do a version of Around World in Eighty Should Days? This is a, a thing. You, I you mean... talk about Around World in Eighty I Days. I realize I there's a lot of adaptations Around World in Eighty Days, but none of them, none of them are kind of big, you know, A-list productions. If that makes sense, like you get, you know, ones with notable stars like Jackie Chan and Steve Coogan. But there's never been like a huge kind of blockbuster around the world in 80 days. Oh, well, do you like, think this could be it? I think this this uh, this seems like the highest profile adaptation we've had so far, unless I'm missing a really obvious one. Uh, it's, it's one of those series, I don't know, like like something like um, a Christmas Carol has lots of very high profile adaptations yeah. of it, and you'd think it would be a similar case for Around the World in 80 Days. But not quite, not quite. I just so, find that very interesting. there's
0: a Around the World in 80 Days in 1956, which doesn't start Peter Cushing. Okay. It stars David Nivian. Oh. Uh, do, 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 Around the World in 80 Days 2004, Steve Coogan, Jackie Chan. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there isn't a
1: version of a, Peter Cushing. What is this?
0: Around the World in 80 Days 2021 trailer. There's like a monkey version.
1: A monkey? What do you mean a monkey version?
0: Around all day today's review, a charming, goofy take on Jules Verne. It's got, got like, a monkey in it.
1: Wait, is... (laughs) Is that, like, a... A a, a
0: film? Around all day today's review, a charming, goofy take on Jules Verne, Phyllis Bob, and some other people, a frog and a monkey in a modest French-Belgium animation that's hard to
1: hate. Belgium. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. There's a lot of, kind of, um, international... Um, animation studios especially making CGI films where then you then kind of hire one or two big name actors for the English um, translation Should we see who's in it? you just said Vince Vaughn right? no Jules Verne I I, Vince Vaughn I I thought you said that (laughs) Vince Vaughn was one of the I just heard Jules Verne as Vince Vaughn I was like oh okay Vince Vaughn plays the lead which would make sense that would make it be very kind of sensible it does not
0: seem to have any any notable uh, names none okay none of them seem to be uh, well from what I can tell none of them seem to be American British actors well they're IMDB none of them have uh, there's no pictures for any of them alright very strange maybe we'll review that instead Um,
1: yeah it looks fun I'm excited for this the rest of the cast I don't really know
0: hmm
1: I don't really know who else is in it yeah I've noticed like the around eighty day setup is kind of like you've got David Turner as the leader and he has these two companions. Ah, uh,
0: yeah, it does look quite good. I think there's going to be a, there'll be a crossover with uh, fandoms. Definitely, definitely. Are we good though.
1: What other news is the Harold? Uh, the next bit of news which you sent to me. Let me just get up is um, that uh, there's going to be another uh, Lost Doctor episode being animated, and I believe. This is a... I should have put the Around the World in 80 Days thing to be second because
0: I think this is more boring than that. Really? Do you yeah. not, are you not
1: interested by these animated adaptations? Well, the last one was a bit naff. Did you see the. Um, the last one's like the CGI trap
0: Yeah, the macro, Terror of the Macro. And the animation was. Weird.
1: I think the animation in these. Um, to, to clarify, this is Galaxy 4, a Hartnell story. I
0: think they're going back to what they had done before the macro one okay so the macro one they did like
1: they is it a 2D animation I know that
0: much so, it looks like PlayStation 2 it's like they filmed actors reenacting it and then animated
1: it no, no no it's a 2D animation
0: this one this one the galaxy yeah. I'm talking about the macro one okay yeah where they filmed actors and then reanimated around the actors yeah so it's kind of a mocap thing yeah so it, it doesn't look good
1: honestly I kind of preferred that to the 2D animation because that they also did it kind of black and white um, 4 by 3 and it kind of gets I think the closest you can get to emulating how the original That's looked. true, but
0: the budget is not there to make, the anime, to make the actual faces look good. Yeah. So it just looks really sort of there.
1: I, remember I saw one clip which was kind of a close-up on the Trant face and it looked alright, to be fair. You're wrong. Oh. So, Galaxy... Go on, what's this one called? Uh, Galaxy 4. is a Hartnell story. Go on, tell me about it. Um... <laughs> I know there's a the, the, there's something called the Marga. Yeah. I can't look. Record the new Who Doctor <laughs> Who Watch on podcast for a reason.
0: We don't know. Look, um, I, I think it's good that they're, they're animating these episodes, but I sometimes wonder if just by animating them are they giving up on ever finding them?
1: I don't think so because they it do include, I think, episode three. Um oh is that you can He's, actually watch episode 3 yeah in full and there's a clip from episode 1 so I think the thing is the idea is that this is a placeholder until they get their hands oh, right the okay function. I see yeah also I, have you seen did you see the original trailer for it no I haven't seen anything okay for see it. The, thing, the trailer gives away very little um, it's widescreen it's in colour and you don't see the thing that made me slightly concerned about it was that it didn't show any of the humans uh, it, it right. showed just the TARDIS landing oh no, no, I did see that yeah 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 but I think for me, I think the make or break in these is the, um, the animation, is the quality of the animation of the people. Because, yeah. um, I've watched, I watched in full the, uh, is it called The Power of the Daleks? Charms first Story? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and that one, it was fine, but you could tell that the humans were very limited, especially in kind of the motions they could make with their oh, arms, really? okay. and the facial expressions, like they could kind of raise eyebrows and lower them, and maybe crack a smile. Oh, okay. But it was quite limited. Compare that to something like uh, the animated Moonbase uh, serial, another Charlton one, and the quality of the animation on that is so much more fluid. And I think it's different animation studios, or maybe it's a budgetary thing. I think it's more budget than anything. Mm. But I think that these can work, and they can look good. Yeah it's all about that execution I like I actually appreciate the fact that the BBC is trying different things with these Uh, I'm not sure if they've quite found something that's perfect yet I wonder how many copies of these DVDs they sell I I imagine it's a limited release because I think they also now do like they digitally release these on like Britbox as well I hate Britbox so much yeah I really hate Britbox it's the go to place for classic Doctor Who
0: (laughs) <laughs> I hate BritBox. I got it for um Thunderbirds because at, at the university I they had uh some guys come in who worked on some lost episodes of Thunderbirds, I think. Um No, not Lost Episodes, it was like the fiftieth anniversary, so they adapted some radio plays but did it like with the Marionette puppets. And the only way I could watch those was on Britbox, so I got a subscription and just kept it. Literally I watched that and I watched the Adam and Joe show. What's the Adam and Joe show? So that's Adam Buxton and Joe Cornish from like the... You know Adam Buxton? Joe yeah. Cornish? Yeah. They had like a show in the 90s. Oh, right. I'm full of cold. Um, you talk to everybody once. I'm just going to blow my nose.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I'll talk about my experiences with Brit Box. Go for it. Mainly is to watch classic Doctor Who. Um, mm-hmm. The trout and stuff. Honestly, I need to go back to it because um, I honestly only watched... Fully the first episode of Moonbase, and then I was very tired. Um <laughs> not of the not of uh Doctor Who, that was very good, but um I think well actually kind of Doctor Who because I went straight from Power of the Daleks, which is a long story. Um, a long story. I went from that straight into uh Moonbase, and that was foolhardy. I should have saved it for a different night. Um but no, I really like Troughton. Um for what I've seen of him. Um if you
0: love him so much, why don't you marry him? He's dead, Tim. (gasps) Since I left the room. My goodness. Um I'm back, I'm fine. I don't have COVID or anything. I've just been full of cold for about five weeks. Yeah. I went to London about three or four weeks ago and I lost my voice. Ooh heck. Yeah. So so much cheering at at all the sights. Mm. Wow! Wow! Wow the wheel.
1: The wheel. That's what I declared. Yeah, like a dish, a wheel. Well, I saw it. I must be completely invisible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What other Docky
0: Who stuff do we have to talk Uh, about? We
1: have one about uh, your favorite actor to say.
0: Jim Bishop. That's right. He's at Goodwood Festival of Speed as we speak. What's that? It's like uh, it's a car thing. Okay, that makes sense. He's going to a whole bonus arena. Ooh, with John. No, Johnny's coming. To oh the yes, Johnny's is coming to <laughs> I knew that. Maybe um, we could get him on the podcast. Maybe I'll just sit in the front row and shout questions out, with
1: and then just read the microphone. <laughs> Exclusive interview with John Bishop. John, 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 are you there charity days? And then I walked into the shop and
0: I dropped the yoghurt all over the floor. John, do you address
1: the time this child <laughs>
0: <laughs> I couldn't think of any more. That was it. That was my That's my only riff. It's Sasha
1: Drone coming back, John.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, what does he have to say?
1: Um. He's just talking about... did um, it mention
0: if he knew that Jody was leaving when he signed on? Did he know it was going to be our last series? He didn't... S-
1: Express having any knowledge of that. What does he say? Tell Um, me what he said. He said it's weird. He'll soon no longer be working with the castmate Jodie Whittaker. He's Um, not working with any of them. Hmm? he's not going to be working with any of them well no uh, well unless he stays on That would <laughs> nah, we know Chris and Joey are leaving we don't know that John's leaving there's a possibility that John as Dan and even Mandip Gill they could both stick around we don't know <laughs> I like the idea of John Bishop always being in Doctor Who he's a mainstay now he's the new brigadier he's the new brigadier <laughs> Go on, what does he say? Uh, I mean, the thing is, would you prefer to read this? Because you... No. Okay, but I'm not going to do a John Bishop voice. You don't have to do a John Bishop voice. I don't have a John Bishop voice. No, not, no, 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 I'm still, I can't do a Liverpool accent. Hey, you don't have to worry about Well, it. except for my Ringo. Normally I would do it, but I
0: haven't pre-read it and
1: I'm full of cold. Mm. I'm
0: struggling to speak about Didn't it. Didn't I read
1: something the other week in a Ringo voice for some reason? You
0: did um, two weeks ago. Was uh, um, I can't remember what it was. But you did your top, yeah, I can't remember. But you did. I can't remember why. Hmm. <laughs> was it? It might have been reading for John. Do, just do it. Do do this as Ringo Starr. Okay. People
1: aren't there. They'll be able to tell the difference. Yeah. Ringo Starr. Okay. <laughs> They've been great to work with. He explained. So welcoming and really supportive, particularly to someone like me who's not done a run on a series like this before. I know everyone knows it, but as everyone says, Jodie is phenomenal. Uh, The the comedian also acknowledged how strange (laughs) it (laughs) has felt uh, knowing his time with Jodie would be. Oh, he did know his time with Jodie would be short, Ah, saying, The way Jodie carries the show, the amount of responsibility that she wears so lightly on her shoulders is staggering. The run's coming to an end soon and we're all talking earlier about how weird it we will be not seeing each other every week. That, that's that's John's whole quote. Just say Thomas was a huffing and a puffing.
0: Thomas was huffing and puffing down the track. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be honest, I wasn't really listening to the quote, I was just listening to the voice. But it's interesting that, that he knew that she was leaving before the series started because then that sort of implies... What I've always found very confusing about this next run is at what point did they get offered the centenary special? Because it seems like they finished it and then they went, do you want to do the centenary special? And then they had to rework what would have been Jodie's last special. So the, what, so we're getting three specials. We're getting a Christmas one, an Easter one, and a centenary one. Mm. And I believe the original for were to leave in the Easter one, but then that they offered sense. those a the centenary one, so they had to yeah. move whatever the Easter one was to the centenary one.
1: Well, the thing is, they wouldn't have. Um, they've not started production. Have they started production on those specials yet? Yeah. They have. Okay, that's interesting. So it couldn't have been a thing where they wrapped on series three and then agreed to that before the uh, centenary special. So I, I guess it must have been decided before production on this whole eight episode batch started at all. What What other programs would you like to see take part in the centenary thing? Um, does it have to be ones that? Are currently on TV, no.
0: Because so I've thing, got my pick.
1: Okay. Um. I because the thing is, I'm sure they will bring shows back. You know, I yeah. can imagine classic sitcoms. Well, this is what I'm back. thinking.
0: I'm thinking Blackadder. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Just a one-off Blackadder special. Yeah. You could even do like a BBC thing. Hey, that'd be cool. Like the foundations of the BBC. Okay. Um, so what? Um. He'd be sort of a
1: Sydney Newman yeah, type yeah, character. Yeah.
0: You could have um, I what I so you could you could do only fools and horses mm. with David Jason Nicholas Lindhurst because they're still around and the the close Trotter family are also around apart from Uncle Alba and Granddad and of course recently John Chalice who plays Boise passed away and um, mm. Roger Lloyd Pack is no longer around and so, but a lot of the supporting cast have gone but the main sort of unit is still there so you can maybe do something with that. Um, what else is there there's that and what I what I would really like to see and I don't think they would do it I don't think it will ever happen but I would like to see current Top Gear Paddy McGuinness Freddie Flintoff and Chris Harris do
1: a special with Jeremy Richard and James okay I feel like the BBC will be sticking to their guns on that one yeah right? and also they're already they're still are they still with Amazon are they still doing Grand they're
0: Grants still or? doing Grand Tour yeah. there's two more specials already filmed I think yeah so I don't I, I would just, one. I would just like to see that because I know that they they, they did return, they did like a BBC Top Gear special when Sabina Smitch died, and that was quite nice to sort of see them talking about Top Gear again. Mm. So because I'm like a Top Gear kid, I grew up on all that. So I would like to see them sort of come back and do that last. You know what I mean? Honestly, like that, but yeah. I don't think it would ever, ever happen.
1: Honestly, I can only think now of things I wouldn't want to see. Later Primarily, on. I don't. Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> no, I, I, I like Gavin and Stacey. And we no doubt, we actually know Gavin and Stacey are coming back to do one more special. Maybe that will be a centenary special. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, the only other thing I can think of is... I, I mean, I guess they could do another Python reunion. But I feel like... Because, obviously, they did their kind of end of Python thing, which was the one down, five to go. Yeah, And I guess they could do a two down yeah. four to go but I don't think I don't know that feels very wrong that feels wrong to me maybe yeah. because there's been much less time that's passed and also if they made a pattern of it yeah it would kind of would it end up being like at the end it's just Michael Palin doing five down one to go the royal just, family the royal family okay that would be I'm just going to um, be a, a, a Caroline Hearn's passed hasn't uh, she? Of course, yeah. And she was the creator so we can't really do that. My Family? Maybe? I don't know, has it left... Outnumbered? Outnumbered? Outnumbered, kids all doing like different stuff now. Yeah, but you can bring them back. They, they seem to come back every now and again and do... Uh... Hmm. I feel like these are too recent. I think we need to look further across like, you know, this is the centenary. Okay. The, it's like 100 years of BBC. Staged. Upstart Crow. Cuckoo.
0: Miranda. This country.
1: I mean honestly you can see them doing something with kind of their recent hits like This Country or Bag." Not going out, ghosts,
0: still game. And well, that ended that ended ended though, didn't it? We
1: need we need something bigger, Tim. We can't Mrs. Look at... Brown's boy. There probably will yes. be a Mrs. Brown's boy <laughs> Centenary special, let's be real. Um I bet there'll be some kind of strictly special, that makes sense. There will be, yeah. Yeah. Um strictly makes sense. Um
0: I'm just looking, though. Maybe we'll get an early and uh, Not an early full, It's Wallace and Gromit.
1: Maybe. I don't know. What's what's Nick Park... Do we know what Nick Park is working well, on right now?
0: I went. To, I was in London the other day and I drove there and back and on the way there I made a playlist of podcasts and I got Nick Park on Desert Island Discs and Nick Park talking to Mark Commode for... Early Man, I mean, was that Early Man or Sean the, the Sheep
1: Farmer Geddon. Oh yeah, was um, he? I'm curious he was just a producer on that, right? Yeah,
0: but they they were talking about it, and he he said, his, "Oh no, no, it wasn't. It was um, Thirty Years of Wallace and Gromit." Oh, okay. And they, he was asking, "Is there going to be any more?" And he says, "I've got idea. I've got an idea that I'm snowballing." And this would have mm. been two or three years ago.
1: Okay, so after Peter's passing, yeah, yeah. Because I think I have to say, um, like I know he only really does like DFS ads right now. He's amazing. The current current voice he's really, really good now. He's really good. There, was,
0: I remember there it, was a
1: period where it was a little bit, you could really tell it bad. wasn't... Pe- yeah. It wasn't bad, but you can tell it wasn't Peter. Now I'm
0: going back like 10 years ago when yeah. it was
1: like... I remember like seeing...
0: Like, World of Invention, was it called? I can't remember. I remember seeing something on YouTube and it was just like, I was like, this is, yeah. it doesn't even sound much. I
1: remember there was like a TV series called World of Invention, which he did, where I, even as a kid, I was aware this isn't the Wallace voice. Yeah. But now he's really good. Like I'd be very happy to see him doing a... Wallace and Gromit ben special. Whitehead. Ben Whitehead, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I think he's good now. Uh, really good now. Yeah. Um. So I, I think he's currently got to a point where he could hold, carry a Wallace and Gromit special. Yeah, I'd go for it. Yeah, and I love, I love the Wallace and Gromit specials. I'm just trying to see what, um, what Ben Whitehead's worked on. So there's the
0: new video game, isn't there? Wallace and Gromit: The Big Fix Up. Oh yeah, the uh, kind of the augmented reality yeah, one. Yeah, so he's obviously Wallace in that. Yeah um, what else is he? That's doing?
1: kind of the biggest thing that he's done. Oh no, he did those um but this is way back. He did really the telltale games, those point and click adventures. Oh really? Yeah, do you know about
0: that those? No, Wallace and Gromit's Grand Adventures the Boogeyman was that, that,
1: that's it, the Grand Adventures yeah. series. It was like five point and click games.
0: Yeah, Wallace and Gromit's Grand Adventures, the yeah, um, Matter of Love and Dead, he was the voice of Bob the Baker. Oh, and he saw it at the start he goes if I knew you were coming I'd have to a cake that that's cute was he already
1: was he already playing all this and spin off things by that point yeah that's that's a very that's cute I yeah. like that him and Peter technically <laughs> work together on a project
0: yeah uh, anything, any other BBC stuff I can't really think. I'm sure there'll be some I would be very surprised if they don't do something with Blackadder mm. even if it was just a documentary
1: Yeah, I bet Blue Peter will do something. I love Blue Peter. I don't watch it, but I love it. I bet Blue Peter... It makes sense for Blue Peter to do something. Do you think
0: they'll do a Tracy
1: Island again? (laughs) That would be (laughs) so cool, though. Just every
0: year. We're here
1: again. Would (laughs) they be allowed to, though? Because Thunderbirds is ITV now, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. I guess they could do it. Um, uh,
0: What other news is there,
1: Harry? Um, The final bit of news um, is something about... um, from, I think, the head of BBC Drama. Is it? Yes. there two
0: more bits of news?
1: Uh, No, just one more bit. Is there? There should be two. Let me have a look. I'm just double checking. We've covered everything. There wasn't much news today.
0: Oh. Oh, you're right. Yeah.
1: Sorry. (laughs) Carry on. But yes, um, (laughs) the BBC boss, let's just find his name. Um,
0: Mr. uh, Cheese.
1: Piers Wenger. Piers Wenger, the uh, head of B- B- the BC's director of drama has uh, talked about the uh, change in showrunner and doctor, saying Doctor as... what? <laughs> hmm? Doctor what? Did I, what did I say? No,
0: that's what he said. Oh. He, d- he didn't know what the show was. It was a joke. Go ah, I...
1: on. <laughs> anyway, he said, as with any change of doctor and showrunner, we'll be radical. Changes is ahead. Uh, I don't think I'll... Do it in his voice. That, that, I don't know his voice. He sounds just like Ringo Starr. <laughs> As with any change of Doctor and Showrunner, we will be radical. Change is ahead. Go on, carry on. That's the whole quote. Is that it? thought <laughs> <laughs> it was like, is that what is that what you sent me earlier? Yeah, it is. Um, and also, there's a little quote from Jody. Oh, go on. our experience. Uh, I I, I'm not I don't really do a Jody. (laughs) Do do Paul. Paul McCartney from the Beatles. There you go. It's not as good as my Ringo, but uh, I don't think I'll ever be able to express what the role has given me. I will carry the I don't. This doesn't even feel like. Do John. I don't think I'll ever be able to express what this role has given me. I will carry the Doctor and the lessons I've learned forever. I know a change can be scary, and none of us know what's out there. That's why we keep looking. Travel, hopefully. The universe will surprise you. Constantly. Just say it was all Yoko's fault. It was all Yoko's fault. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but isn't the Beale splitting up? Yeah. Well, it was, wasn't it? Did Paul McCartney do that thing on Howard Stern? I don't know. Where it was that, like... The, the, the people it was always, all Yoko's fault. People, yeah, people do that say bad. that Yoko's the one. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Thank, Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. That's, um... I don't know. I don't know enough about Beatles history right now. Um, I'm trying to transition from my current Queen obsession into a Beatles obsession. Because that's my thing. I can only be obsessed with yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I can't just have a mild passing interest. My mum gets annoyed with me because she says
0: yeah, I get obsessed with stuff. I get obsessed with but stuff. But I've got to do that, otherwise I, I'm not interested in stuff. I have
1: to go fully into everything. That's For like three weeks saying, and I'll I'd, turn out of it. I won't be interested only in it. Only three weeks, mate. I've been... <laughs> My obsession's a lifetime, but yeah,
0: um, it's interesting. I think they're going to do something that we're not expecting with Doctor Who, and I don't. I think there's going to be a continuation of the Doctor Who universe, but I don't necessarily think the television show Doctor Who is going to carry on. Okay. So what, I think he... there might be a, a, like a, a number of spin-offs. I can't and then the actual show doesn't. See,
1: I can't imagine spin-offs um, supporting themselves without having that kind of centre anchor of the show itself. Well, what
0: if they said, we're going to do Three more seasons of Doctor Who and whilst that's on, we're going to do some spin-offs and then hopefully the spin-offs will all out. We'll continue past that?
1: I just I don't think it's sustainable. I honestly don't think it's sustainable. Like, Torchwood... barely, you know... From the world of Doctor Who. <laughs> but why... I, I just... I can't imagine... From, from the VCs' perspective... If you're going to have a big international export that you're pumping money into, why would you pick something that's a spin-off of Doctor Who when you can almost certainly guarantee that Doctor Who itself is going to do better? Yeah. From kind of a business standpoint, I can't... I
0: feel they're going to do something big with Doctor Who, a big, big change.
1: Or something radical. I don't know what that could be. Because it would be, I feel like... I remember it feeling like a radical change when Chibnall was like, I'm going to have hour-long episodes on a Sunday. <laughs> I, I think
0: I would be surprised if when it comes back... I don't know why, but in my mind, I don't see one Doctor.
1: What what, what would you have in I two don't know.
0: Doctors? I don't know. I don't know maybe if they're going to try and bring back an old... A previous doctor to come back and maybe support the show with a new actor. Maybe they're going to explore the timeless child stuff and just show histories of past doctors that we've never seen before. I don't know. Honestly, I don't fun. think it will be, here's Ollie alexander here's his companions, there's a 13 series run.
1: Yeah. the 45 minute episodes. Is that I mean, what if they did really use a Times Child thing? What if, like, we did have kind of a bunch of indiv- uh, we've kind of discussed this possibility before, like, you had a bunch of kind of individual series not explicitly tied to the current canon lineology. yeah. And you could have anyone playing it's like you could right. v- oh yeah when we did we that, said you could get an A list actor to come on and play the Doctor and just for one series yeah. you know you know like they do that with other BBC dramas um, Tom Hiddleston did a whole series of the Night Manager yeah. and because that was always just going to be a one series thing they could do that with Doctor Who like, maybe
0: they could do that as a series you just have like different actors coming and play this role for an hour almost like. A Hamlet sort of thing we're just going to see what they would do with
1: it I mean isn't that what um, one of the ideas for the 50th was going to be before Matt was even confirmed yeah it was it that Clara just... steps inside the timeline
0: and each version of the Doctor is played by a different famous actor yeah I can't remember or was it so, yeah that
1: that sounds similar Yeah, but oh. you could do that but as a series or was it fictional characters or something like that I can't remember but yeah yeah but yeah, but I think you could do that, and also if, it could be even better than that because without these actors having to be paying homage to an existing version of the Doctor, yeah. they can just do their own thing, man.
0: The, yeah, I really like the idea of that. But then what I hate, and I can already tell you I'd hate, it, is afterwards where you, so you would have six episodes: Johnny Depp, uh, Rowan Atkinson, Helen Mirren, Helen Bonacarte, you know, whatever, and they would come in and do their thing, and then at the end of the series they'd go oh, they should do a full series with such and such, and obviously it would never happen. Yeah. But that would then annoy me, because you just have people complaining that like they didn't get a full series of whatever. Mm. Or they would then go, okay, and now the 14th Doctor is such and such, we're going to do a full series. And go, well, I like not okay. so Berry or whatever. You don't
1: know if you could, con- you could transition from... Yeah, I
0: feel like once you've done that, you then can't go back. And I feel that's quite a dangerous step. I mean, it's a radical
1: change. It's a radical change.
0: I did a hand gesture there that, if you could have saw it, would have cemented that link better. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But that's all it for you. It's been quite a chill week. Yeah. News.
1: We've spoken more about everything else than Doctor Who. We've spoken a lot about the centenary. Yeah,
0: that's gonna be fun. I'll go in the thumbnail. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Any uh, any other news on anything else in the world, Harry? You'd like to talk about? Oh since we last I'm going have a quick we- look online to see if anything's going on very quickly
1: um let's see I can't think of anything fun that's happening that's fun to podcast about <laughs> world affairs hasn't really seen my car forte no also we're not from this world oops oh shit I must remember 10 humans that are going to suss us out bro oh
0: damn it um no Doctor News in the last 24 hours let's have a look at the BBC website the crowning the Crown and Ted Lasso Dominate Emmy Awards. Oh it? yeah, the
1: Emmys happened. Doctor Who wasn't nominated for anything because <laughs> why would it be?
0: <laughs> and uh, let me check com. anything exciting on here? Um, Suicide Squad director David Ayer reveals a couple of news stills from the A cut of the 2016
1: movie. We were talking about the A cut the other day. Did we talk about it? We didn't Not talk on the about podcast, the in the car. Yeah. On the way to the podcast. Um, yeah. That I feel like you can't really do an A cut in the same way you did a Snyder cut. Yeah. And this is
0: why. This is why. Um, Jared Lowe's still in it. He's still shit.
1: Well, what I was going to say, um, without being so blunt, uh, was that um, the uh, the Snyder cut was a distinctly different beast to the theatrical cut. The theatrical cut had, you know, rewritten scenes, reshot scenes everything was rescored, recolored, yeah. refilmed. Yeah, refilmed, <laughs> reshot. It's a different movie. We know that. We've seen both cuts. However, the air cut, whilst the theatrical cut of the film, yes, it was probably edited together differently and colored differently and the score was completely different. If you look at, you know, those scenes, that writing, that acting, That's all the stuff that Aya shot. Yeah. And... When you say the writing, you mean, like, the
0: dialogue, don't you? Yeah. I believe the story is different. Really? Yeah, there's, like, the the whole subway station thing with Cara Delevingne's Enchantress. uh, Enchantress is... uh, The Joker originally shows up in that scene. And, yeah, there's a lot. So there's a lot Mm -hmm. of changes there, but that isn't... My problem with the A cut... Isn't that the story's bad? Yeah. So, my, my problem with the suicide... My pro- freaking out. my problem with Suicide Squad 2016 isn't that it's a bad story. It's... I don't like the Joker. Killer Croc looks ridiculous. Amanda Waller just isn't very good. Uh, Violet Davis is amazing, but... Uh, the character... Mm. And I feel like a lot of the problems are the character and I, and I feel like the direction that a lot of the performers were given is it the best one
1: yeah and I think like you know if you were to see an air cut now in a post James Gunn The Suicide Squad 2021 it's such a ball ache to talk about these films I think we'll, get it. we'll get
0: it I think one day yeah but it's day. not gonna be a... i think
1: I'll see it and I'll be like well I still didn't like it very yeah. much because I didn't like the original film and you know I've seen James Gunn film now the James Gunn film was a lot of fun yeah, a completely different beast. I'll give it that. They're completely different adaptations doing completely different things. So it's not like there can't be room for both of them. Yeah, but I feel like if you were to take one of those forward, I'd rather see more of what James Gunn did. Do you think how much of Zack Snyder's Justice League release
0: was down to just people just being sick of hearing about it?
1: Um, I think most of it was probably down to the HBO Max streaming service yeah. like there wasn't really an apt platform to release the side cut on before like you couldn't do a full theatrical release of it you could do a limited run maybe but it's hard to really gonna, figure I'm, that out and how to market that I'm on Twitter now I'm going to go on to Warner Brothers
0: um Twitter Warner Brothers Pictures um Twitter account and I guarantee that the whatever their most recent tweet is has some kind of Zack Snyder themed reply to it. Oh, it always does. So here we go. Also this last is for um, a new movie called Crime Macho. Okay. Which has Clint Eastwood in it. Okay. Let's read the replies. Uh, Hashtag make the bat flat movie. No. But he doesn't. He doesn't want to do it, does he? The Robert Patterson movie looks great. Restore the Snyderverse. Oh. Um, here here we go. <laughs> this is one tweet. Restore the Styleverse, release the A Cut, make the Batfleck movie, Henry Cavill Superman, Man of Steel 2, I stand with Ray Fisher, make the Cyborg movie, release the Green Lantern scene, Death Stroke HBO Max. We don't want um verse Justice would seem respect the fans. How
1: long do you have to scroll before you get something about the movie itself? Um, Snyder is a shit director and ruined the DC. <laughs> no, I mean, how, how, long, how long until you get something about the the thing that that Warner Brothers is promoting? Um, do,
0: do, 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 do. I can't wait for uh, literally the second tweet. Okay, okay,
1: I'm glad some people are talking about second
0: tweet, third tweet, fourth tweet. So the first four tweets are uh... okay, and then this one here: Dream Cloud Productions do a Space Jam spinoff with James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> That's not serious. Yeah, that sounds terrible.
1: The thing is, it's become, a, it's become a, a, like a meme now that James Corden's in everything. I
0: saw a thing the other day and it was just that. Uh, it, it just said, I woke up from a dream and I had to check, and it's the IMDb page for The Matrix. <laughs> and it, they've <laughs> just searched cool. James Corden's name and it's like zero results, and they're like, thank God. Uh, what oh, yeah, thought? they're
1: bringing back The Matrix. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer for that? Yeah, it looks alright, did not yeah, it? Yeah, it looks cool. I mean, I'll admit, I didn't see. Matrix uh, 2 and 3, I can't remember the actual names.
0: Experience Dune movie on the big screen coming October the 22nd.
1: What's that? June. It's D- coming out in October. Why is the film restore called... Restore the Snyderverse and I will. Why isn't the film called Dune not coming out in June? Dune. Oh, Dune. <laughs> like D-U-N. Oh, Dune. Dune, yeah. Dune.
0: Okay, sorry. the you said it, it sounded like Dune. If you restore the Dune. Snyderverse, I will... I may, but only if you restore the Snyderverse first. Why are these guys depriving themselves of seeing movies they'll like? (laughs) Well, they're not movie fans, are they? They're superhero movie fans, and there's a difference, isn't there?
1: Mm, But there's a difference between superhero movie fans and superhero comic book fans. Hashtag released a Green Lantern scene. What's that? Green Lantern
0: scene from what? I don't know. Oh, here we go. What oh, this is a recent, recent trend. Okay, so... There was a Green Lantern scene in the Snyder Cut. So, Zack Snyder on his Vero account posted a picture of them filming a Green Lantern scene. For what movie? Um, Justice League. But we- Today, as we see all these the Suicide Squad deleted scenes pop up from one of those pictures of Warner Media. I ask again, where's our deleted scene from? Zack Snyder's Justice League, the main one being Green Lantern, John Stewart. Okay, here's the thing. Zack, there can't be any deleted scenes. The movie was
1: four fucking hours long. You had the final say on that. You (laughs) can't release another cut. (laughs) Dude, like, you do realise the film that you, you do realise that four hour movie would never have been released in cinemas in the state it's in. Like, it, Like, if you were lucky, you would have got a two and a half hour movie in cinemas.
0: Harry, we've almost been talking for as long as an episode of Doctor Who. Do you want to segue us into today's episode?
1: Yeah, man. Um, I mean, we could. I probably should, because we could, like, keep talking like this until midnight. Ah, there we go. (laughs) Shut (laughs) up! Shut up! Shut the video, pop up! Attempt, you are not subscribed. The Daleks order you to subscribe. Resistance is futile.
0: Failure to subscribe will lead to extermination. Seek. Locate. Subscribe. What's the point in having you all? Uh, Harry, hello. Oh I've I've actually forgotten something. Oh bugger. Uh, you stay here and small talk.
1: Uh <laughs> hey guys, uh this is Harry. Um So uh how you doing? Any uh, any uh, single folk out there? <laughs> uh, uh what if I were to put um my I'm Doctor back. Who podcast next to yours? Uh <laughs> just kidding. I'm back. Unless. I'm back. I'm oh sorry. Say so I was doing a thing. Harry um, does. Harry um. Harry doesn't know about this,
0: but you recently uh, finished university.
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. You've just done. You've got your dissertation left to do. Am I right?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna finish that this weekend. And
0: I was out. I was out the other day, and I saw something I thought you would like, so I got you a present. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, take uh, a guess at what you think it could be. Um. For, for everybody listening I will take a photo of this and I'll put it, it on our Twitter Is it a so
1: pen? See. Is it something Doctor Who related? It's
0: not Doctor Who related
1: Okay Um I don't know Is it like a Is it a Why am I thinking pencil case? It's not ta <laughs> How cool is that? It's a Is it a is a, a bobblehead. It's a solar paneled Wallace. <laughs> a solar panel. Okay. What does it do? Does it just dance? It goes like that, like a little cheese look. Okay. He does that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, fantastic. Yeah, cheers. You're welcome. Yeah, that's and, uh, great. It was my
0: birthday the other day, so what did you get me?
1: I got you a little, a little kiss. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, there you go. <laughs> Hello podcast. everybody, welcome back to the watch segment. Uh, in case, case it isn't obvious, this is our first ever in-person watch-long and it's not in a car, so this, no. this time the podcast for the first time ever is going to sound good. Hopefully. Um,
0: I know that sometimes there's an issue when we record using this software because it goes a bit crackly towards the end. But hopefully we'll be okay. Uh, yeah, we're in an actual house, like an apartment thing. I finally... For those who have been listening to us all of series four uh, will know that we disappeared halfway through because I had to move house and I finally moved and we're all set up and, and here we are in podcast studio.
1: Yeah. Wow. It's like we actually know what we're doing or yeah. something. I like the
0: fact we're saying this now despite the fact that when we record the news bit it will be we'll be saying the exact same thing.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, the news bit, of course, yeah.
0: <laughs> so they've probably already heard all I of mean, this. I mean, they've heard
1: in-person news in the car, but this is, is, this is, in terms of the timeline, the very first time that we've recorded in a proper space together.
0: Ever. Ever. So the, the whole It's only been over on. a year... <laughs> Uh, we're doing Midnight, which is... Oh, no, no, we're not at yes, all. Yes, we are.
1: Yeah, we are, but I've done it wrong. Harry, what episode are we doing? We are doing Midnight by Russell T. Davis. Oh,
0: you... This is also the first time we've watched an episode together. Yeah,
1: we uh, literally, just before recording, we sat down and watched the episode together. And you
0: said it was strange to see a sort of... A, 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 an end of a mid-series episode written by Russell.
1: Yeah, well, actually, this is the last kind of mid-series episode before the kind of three-part mm. finale. All of which is written by Russell. So in a way it's even stranger to see four consecutive episodes all written by one writer. I don't think we even got that in series one where Russell wrote most of the episodes. I think you're right. I'm trying to think what were the last three of series one? The last three were Boomtown, Bad Wolf and Parting of the Ways. They were all Russell episodes weren't they? Yeah but this is a four episode string because the finale is three parts. Oh, yeah, if you right, can't yeah. turn left. Of course, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, one thing that I noticed is this is sort of an opposite of a Doctor Light episode. Yeah, it's a
1: companion-like episode. a companion
0: light episode, and I was reading when we were watching it, that's because that they're filming turn left at the same time as filming this. Right, So that's why you only get Donna sort of bookends book both episodes. How did that feel, having just a standard...
1: It's kind of refreshing. It was, it was nice, wasn't yeah, it? I it, liked it. It was very interesting to see kind of, especially with this episode, how the doctor does fare kind of without any kind of support, without anyone with on his back. He
0: kind of gets screwed up quite quickly. Yeah, <laughs> you can kind of see why he needs a human yeah. companion. <laughs> almost every time we always see him on his own, it's very quickly at some point, he almost gets killed. Yeah, especially with the tenth doctor, who
1: is prone to arrogance. It's true,
0: it's true. Um one thing that I noticed straight from the start is when the doctors sat on that it's it's a train, isn't it? Yeah, it's a train. When he sat on there, I I was I really liked how Russell still manages to make the doctor the most interesting character on that, despite the fact we've known him for four seasons now. Hmm. and there is a whole new cast of characters. There's like all these different eccentric professors and families and scientists on there. But yet the doctor's still like the most interesting person on
1: there. Yeah. He's just well, because he just kind of very much controls the room. Yeah. He's in, you know, he's the one that kind of turns all the entertainment system off. He's the one that instigates converse, yeah. conversation. He, he is kind of a very, uh, he kind of, yeah, he leads and think, people follow. I also
0: like the fact that he's a people person, isn't he? Like, he, mm. like, the, like the professor sits down behind him and he's instantly like, turns around and talks to them and... Even when he's like talking to the, the two guys who are driving the train, he's just like. He, even though at one point does he say, "Oh, I'm very clever."
1: He's, like, he he says into... that he's clever at least twice, three yeah. times. Yeah. He kind of self professes to be the smartest person in the room, which, yeah. to be fair, he is.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a few things in this episode that I feel we should mention about. One of them is David Troughton who is the son of Patrick Trouton. Um, I was reading that he wasn't originally meant to be in this. It was a different actor. Yeah, it was a last-minute recast, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, because the guy who was meant to do it before, Sam Kelly, I want to say, who was in like L O L O and porridge and all that, mm. um, broke his leg, so they got David Charles. Yeah, which I, I like the fact that he's in there, but they didn't really. I feel like they could have done a little wink and a nod. To uh, Patrick, I've, they didn't really do anything, really. I
1: thought it was probably a case where kind of this at that point in the production, the script had already True. been I mean, pretty it could, firmly it could established.
0: It could they have given a bird's wear or something like that?
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe or a little, the flute. A little, <laughs> there was a recorder that Patrick played, wasn't there?
0: What's the difference between a flute and a recorder?
1: Well, the flute is like um, horizontal, whereas the recorder is vertical, oh. and also the flute is what we all learnt in primary school and sounded awful. It did.
0: <laughs> Thank you for bringing your flute in my recorder. My recorder. Yeah. My recorder, your recorder. My recorder. Yeah. And also um what's his name? Colin, what's Colin his Colin Morgan. Name? Who plays Merlin mm. in Merlin. Merlin. <laughs> no, in <sighs> Merlin. I've never seen Merlin. Shing. I loved Merlin. I've never seen it Harrison is also a big fan. That's It was uh, of produced
1: by um uh Julie um why did you point to the living room? <laughs> because that's where the TV was. <laughs> she lives in the TV. Well, last, I last saw and I last my Julie in the living room. Last saw a name on the TV with the producers. Yeah, <laughs> her and Russell uh, in the living room. Yeah, yeah, I've never watched it. It's I think it's on my Netflix yeah. list, but it's very much the same kind of DNA as Doctor Who. You can, it feels at the same time, wasn't it? It was. There's was a little bit of crossover. Yeah, um, I think kind of. Once the Moffat production team took over, a lot of the people working on Doctor Who in the Russell era kind of moved over to Merlin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Although, there's a lot of similar vibes, although at the same time, it's notably different. I think it's definitely more explicitly for an ad for a family audience, Merlin. Yeah. It's much more of those kind of vibes. Okay,
0: because there was that, wasn't it? There was Doctor Who, Merlin, Robin Hood?
1: Yeah, Robin Hood was pre-Doctor Who or it was alongside I remember it was alongside because I remember being yeah Um, there was was that Atlantis show that was after Merlin
0: 2007 Mm. BBC but
1: kind of people very much like to categorise all those kind of 2010 shows you know Doctor Who Merlin Sherlock yeah Um, they like to kind of put them all together as kind of I think they all had a very similar Tumblr following
0: I just went on Wikipedia 2007 in British television And I was thinking it would come up with stuff like... Merlin started
1: in 2009, didn't
0: it? Yeah, but you know that sort of era. And the first one that comes up is Dale's Supermarket Sweep. (laughs) (laughs) Teletubbies. The Hoobs. Teletubbies wasn't still making... Returning this year after a break of
1: one year or longer. Wait, The Hoobs and Teletubbies weren't still making new episodes in 2007, were they? Apparently so. Really? Yeah! I thought Teletubbies was like late 90s. No? No? The Money Programme, Top of the
0: Pops, Match of the Day, Corey, Blue Pea, The Sky at Night.
1: Corey isn't a 2007 British show. corrie has been out, news around. Everdale, Newsround, Last of the Summer Wine. Last of the Summer Wine? That's not 2007. But they were all in 2007. They were still. Matching. Okay, they were in syndication, yes. Yeah, that doesn't wine mean they're. A-
0: from 1973 to 2010. Did
1: it actually last that long? Yeah, I've got a letter
0: in this very box from the man who wrote Last of the Summer World. Seriously, I
1: didn't realise it went for on for that yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, That's insane.
0: Anyway, um, let's save that for our Last of the Summer podcast. Mm. um Spin off. Um, was it Peter Sarr was in that as well, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. What a nice running motif we have. Look at him, look at him dance. Oh, yeah, he's boogieing. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? There was loads in the <laughs> shop window. There was a Mr Bean. Mm. The Queen. Mm. But Wallace, man, man like Merbein,
1: who? No, I'm just rhyming. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then Wallace as well. I mean, Wallace kind of wins out for he me did. when it comes to British icons.
0: <laughs> um, what? Let's go. What, I I really did like the scene in which the Doctor meets those train drivers. So let's go back to that because I yeah. said to you, um, that man's gonna die the second he introduced himself and gave. A little bit of backstory about who he was. I said to you, it's the equivalent of wearing a red shirt in Star Trek. You're yeah. gonna
1: die." I kind of say like, if the if you're in Doctor Who and you meet the Doctor and you're a lovely guy with a lot to live for. Ugh. The do any instance I can think where that doesn't
0: happen, where they don't die, is in Fear Hair with the with the road guy, the guy who's making the road.
1: Oh, council guy. Yeah. yeah, I can't
0: remember his name, but he just does. He doesn't die, and I feel like I feel like maybe he should have died.
1: Well, no, no, council guy, he can't go.
0: <laughs> I also like the fact that the train drivers don't question who he is. They don't go, can you, like, can you get out the cabin? They're just like, oh, this guy clearly knows what he's on about, we'll just let him stay here.
1: Yeah, the doctor, you know, he, he makes you feel secure, usually, <laughs> until things
0: get heated. What did you think to the actual Diamond City? Because we only see it very brief in, briefly. Hmm. Um, this was
1: clearly one of the uh, budget episodes.
0: Yeah, because I, one of the things I said is it's it not really diamondy it's just they just sort of put a wavy effect on it I feel and they're going look at the shadow and I'm looking I'm going the fuck I there's think, no shadow
1: yeah there, there definitely wasn't a shadow but I think was that the point that you weren't there was meant to be an ambiguity uh, about it I do think it's like a jaw sort of thing where I think so oh yeah. uh, okay yeah, what but, do you
0: think to that whole aspect then about the fact that there is a monster that we never really see
1: I think it's cool I think it's very cool that it's kind of like this monster that has to where you, you don't see it you don't know what it's like yeah. where it's from all you know is how it's thinking and you barely know that yeah. I really like that ambiguity and how kind of it's, it's a very psychological episode how it just kind of feeds into those anxieties of yeah. other people and just kind of watches and listens and copies and that's the most terrifying thing like, that's sure. scarier than if it was like you know up and attacking yeah, people yeah I
0: feel it did a better job at it than the last two episodes did with Forest of the Dead and Silence of the Library mm. but you don't see the bit, you don't see the monster in that either yeah but I feel there was a lot going on in those two episodes that that, that sort of plot sort of kind of got pushed aside whereas in this one the fact that you don't see the monster is kind of the whole point
1: yeah I don't think you could get a more kind of stark contrast between how Stephen Moffat writes Doctor Who and how Russell T. Davis writes Doctor yeah. Who obviously this isn't the case for every Russell episode but here it was very very stripped back very simple very focused on just the Doctor and these people yeah. and how they're going to deal with this and how they react to this which has always been my favourite thing about yeah. Russell's writing, my favourite thing has always been just his really acute understanding of people and how people work yeah, and yeah. respond to things
0: I, I've got a note here, it also says that Russell wrote this episode in only three days
1: Did he actually? Yeah,
0: which is kind of, I was when I was watching it I was like, oh maybe that's quite understandable because especially a lot of the dialogue it's right for one character right click copy, right click paste Do you think so? Well, yeah, because you think like every character's saying the exact same thing as everybody else, really. I, I don't think so. I think there's a
1: lot. I noticed a kind of lot of a new one. Maybe this was just me. So there's maybe a lot of stage yeah. direction. I don't know if this is me projecting, um, just kind of onto like the actors or the actors doing a really good work of injecting personality into the characters. Yeah. But I thought there were a lot of very subtle things in how the act in what the characters said and who they said it um to and when they kind of listened to people that I thought was quite revealing like if you look at like Colin Morgan's character yeah his who he like first of all he's really angsty and has nothing to do with anyone then he kind of gets really intrigued and involved with it and then he kind of because the Doctor's also intrigued they kind of Mm. pseudo team up with it but then his parents kind of start pressing on him and he's kind of like really goes into yeah. himself I, I think there's a real it's not drawn attention to massively but there's definitely a journey there and similarly with the uh, stewardess like she she goes on a right journey from yeah she does that's true yeah point to throw this thing out and yeah. then suddenly being unsure and then realising what she has to do yeah. I thought that there were Considering how many people were being juggled in this yeah. ensemble, I thought there's a really good job done of each of them having quite yeah. a clear progression. Let's, Maybe some more than others. Are let's talk about the,
0: the people on the train. Um, especially Val and Biff, who are the parents of Merlin. Hmm. They're the most unlikable characters. Because <laughs> I've been on like National Express holidays, and there's always a family like that. And I was watching I was like, oh, I really, I really hope they get off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I really hope they can get off this train. I really do my head in. Especially, like, the mum. Because mm. she's just, like, shouting and screaming all the time. And maybe as well, because it's one of those things, isn't it, where, like, we're probably out of that whole cast of characters closer to, I keep calling him Merlin. Colin Morgan. What was the, what's the character's name?
1: Oh, you have actually made a comment about his name. Jodoff,
0: Jedoff. It was like Jeffro, 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 because it was, it was called Jeffro, not from Jeffro at all. But um, yeah, I sort of thought because you relate to him because he's closer to our age, hmm. so therefore you you really hate those two people who are probably anti-vaxxers. <laughs> <laughs> they are. I watch it. I'm like, they're pro Brexit, anti-vaxxers, right there. They hate everything. They want to throw this woman off the train because she's an inconvenience. But. Um, and so so they like you said, every character does really get a lot of screen time. Hmm.
1: Um but it's just all them in mean, it's one set for the vast majority of it. Like eighty percent of this is there just is that no trend. TARDIS. There is no TARDIS. And this is the first time since
0: nineteen seventy five that there's been an episode of Who that doesn't feature the TARDIS. That's
1: interesting. That's right. And you know, back in Classic who it made more sense because they'd stay in a location for a while, so it wouldn't be reason for them to go to the TARDIS. Here, you don't see them get to the planet, you don't see them get off the yeah. planet.
0: Yeah and it works, I because it's just I feel like I saw uh, I think it was Neil Gaiman who did an interview where he said like the first time we were at Interior TARDIS was very exciting. But then like it might have be been Neil Gaiman, where it's like every Doctor Who episode sort of follows the same format, which is you have 50, you have five minutes in the TARDIS, then you're somewhere else. I was like, well, why not just scrap that bit and just go straight to where? What? I never, I've never really understood that with Doctor. He's like, why do we always catch them at the start of an adventure? Yeah, why not? The, the we have to go through it?
1: the whole. Where are we, Doctor? Yeah, well, yeah. we are in this yeah, place. Exactly
0: right. Why not just go straight to? They're there. Uh, David Tennant's hair. That's one point in this episode. Did you, did,
1: I really didn't notice. It yeah, seemed... I
0: sort of thought th- there's a lot of side profiles of David Tennant in this episode. Hmm. And I looked at his hair a lot.
1: Yeah, and I, is this the first time that we... Well, it's a new outfit, a bit, isn't Yeah, it, the, think, kind yeah. Of, the open, the shirt partly undone with the t-shirt underneath. Not a, yeah.
0: not a single tie. We should probably talk about the repeating of uh, each other's dialogue. Um, there's a lot of Li- not lip syncing, but syncing up with each other. Yeah, which is um, all
1: done on set. Is it all done? Well, some of it is. There's definitely bits where it cuts to her, but I would be surprised if. But there when wasn't it's like when it's David
0: ad- and Hare and Sobchak talking to each other, hmm. it's not split
1: screen. Oh yeah, that's yes. totally yeah. But I think a lot of stuff like just in the scene in general had to be ADR. Oh, it must oh, yeah. or just layered. Mm. So, yeah, because there's a lot of
0: cuts, isn't it? where they're all arguing with each other. So. Yeah,
1: but the fact that they kind of. It's very cool that kind of. For, there's a huge chunk where she's just talking underneath all. And she's of them. not even on
0: shot, she's not even in the scene. Yeah. She's not there, you can't see her on the camera, but. I thought that would get annoying, but you very quickly just yeah. get used to it.
1: Yeah, and I think it's the fact that she really kind of matches their intonation at yeah. that point as well. And just kind of. It's just like this, it's like how, you know, sometimes like a film score, instead of having some sort of um, melody, there'll be just some kind of like low bass line, undercutting everything, but feeding into the atmosphere. It's very much like that, that this kind of running alongside everyone's dialogue, just kind of like feeding into this tension and anxiety that everyone had. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Um, I've got a note here that says, I was really surprised I enjoyed this episode because I normally hate... The Doctor episodes where they're trapped Impossible Planet that's interesting 42 but there's something about this one and I think was, was Impossible Planet written by Russell um,
1: no it wasn't and
0: I wonder if that's why I really like this episode a lot more because it's got Russell's touches on it so. yeah because those have always been my least favourite episodes of mm. those series Impossible Planet was my least favourite
1: 42 was definitely really low down but there's something about this one that I really liked mm. I think I mean, I couldn't tell you what it is for you. Maybe it's just because it's so focused and there's... I don't know, there's a a lot going on with what little there is. Like, stuff like 42 and Impossible Planet, they're on these huge bases. They're constantly running to different places and there's monsters capping them all off. Whereas here it kind of just has faith in this ensemble and this scenario and it just digs into it and finds I wonder if also it's
0: because they lose the companion character. Mm. So you... I always feel like with a companion character, you're sort of, because in, in 42, the Doctor goes nuts, and in this episode, he goes nuts, but in 42, you have Martha there, sort of trying to hmm. solve everything, so I feel like you then latch onto Martha, yeah. and you, then, you can then become frustrated at Martha for not knowing what she's doing, Yeah. but with this, because Donna's not there, you're sort of just watching it, and yeah. I feel that sort of takes you out of the action enough... Yeah. For you then, not to be annoyed by the characters in it. because mm. like a lot of the characters in this are annoying characters, mm. but it works because they're in a, an environment in which they are entitled to be annoyed. Yeah, but like with Forty Two, I'm always like it again. I, f- I feel because every with Forty Two, no one's ever been on a spaceship, and that's never happened. Mm. But everybody's been on a train. Everyone's been on a bus. Everyone's been stuck in traffic. Mm. And I feel maybe that's what people are relating to with this episode. Yeah. It's not the fact that there's a monster that's making everybody copy each other. It's the actual human element of it that everybody's relating to. And maybe that's why it's more enjoyable than...
1: Yeah, totally. And it's like... Ones. I think the one bit that was really like immediately relatable was um, when the train first stopped and... Uh, the doctor asked um, that one small question about kind of the oxygen. Yeah. And one person picks up on that uh, and it just yeah. escalates and yeah. escalates and escalates until it, at the, it comes to that climax of that no, we can breathe on here for like 10 years. Yeah, and everyone's it was like, like the... oh, we all that fuss over nothing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And that's so identifiable. What did,
0: what did you think of the doctor being overruled? Cause, and, and I don't just mean when he, his body's being taken over, I mean when he's trying to convince everybody that they shouldn't murder this poor woman.
1: Yeah, it's cool and it's interesting because on hand, you know, we know the Doctor's the hero, we know he's right, we trust him, yeah. but we can also see exactly why in that scenario people would not trust this guy. Yeah. Like this guy kind of swaggers on, all interesting, he's called the Doctor, he seems to know what he's doing, he's yeah, yeah. self-professed as very clever. Yeah. I can understand why people would turn against him. <laughs> They're wrong to, but I get how they got to that place. Yeah.
0: And I like the frustration you see in the doctor as yeah. well. as sort of going, he doesn't know what to do because this mm. never happened.
1: Yeah, normally you'd have Donna or Rose backing him up, just like, don't worry, this guy, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And like this grounded human. Where well, the doctor, he isn't, he wants to be grounded. Like we said, he loves interacting with people. But in that scenario, it's gotten so escalated yeah. and he can't help but escalate with it. He can't help but become absorbed in this bigger thing and yeah, kind yeah. of lose his kind of grounding. I'm looking forward to seeing what's to come then with
0: um the final specials, especially Waters of Mars, mm. which is a you know, trapped on a base episode. Yeah. In which he's on his own, in which we know he does sort of go ape shit. Yeah. So it's gonna be entertaining to sort of see how I feel like this is this is like the start of those specials really.
1: Well I know that, that whole Time War Victorious arc is kind of... I feel like it, we first saw a real glimpse of it in uh, Voyage of the Damned. Yes. But I think that is that thing of like, this is what happens when the Doctor doesn't have someone with him. Yeah, Because yeah. it's like, you know, we see it kind of again with, um, sort of, with um, uh, Fires of Pompeii, where yeah, it's yeah, shown yeah. that's such a clear episode where this is why the Doctor needs someone. You can someone.
0: even go back to Runaway Bride mm. when he kills Arachnos. Yeah. And like, Donna's like telling him to stop, and he's just like, fuck off. It's yeah. <laughs> just like, I'm going to kill this massive spider. Mm. Yeah, but I, I don't know, but this one did feel like the start of those specials, and I'm not sure why. Mm. I think there is a mention of knocks, isn't there? Does someone say he will knock four times?
1: No, uh, when they, they knock on the door three times, and then whatever it is knocks back. Oh, uh, okay, but it's, right, okay. That's three times, not four times.
0: This episode of Doctor Harry was adapted into a stage play. It's been adapted twice, I think. Oh, has it?
1: Yeah, by different people.
0: The episode has gone on to be adapted into a stage play. It received mixed. It received a mixed response, with one reviewer saying it was probably only of interest to really hardcore hoovians.
1: That's interesting. That's interesting. I've not seen. I know there's recordings of one production. Yeah. Which I think was a student production, and to its credit it actually emulated the set remarkably well well I was watching
0: it because I read that and then I'm watching the it and i thought like, oh this would actually make quite a good <laughs> yeah you know it's very self-contained it's probably there's no visual effects apart mm. from the city yeah
1: uh, I think if you really stripped it back of these people are on a train and there's something else with them if you you even you could remove the sci-fi element you can remove the doctor to well you can't remove the doctor because how he plays against everyone else is pretty important yeah yeah
0: but no, I like it. It was a good, fun episode um, yeah. of which I was surprised I was going to enjoy because it's one of those episodes where I always see people banging on about it and I much they enjoy it. Same with Blink. Hmm. And so I thought I've really enjoyed Blink, but I remember being underwhelmed because cause I remember watching Blink when it first went out and thinking, yeah, good episode. And then like the years that followed, people were going, that was an amazing episode. And I was like, well, yeah, whatever. And then when we came back to rewatch it, I was like, I'm really excited to watch this episode because I clearly. Misjudged it when I first watched it. Mm. And then when we watched it, I was like, ah, oh, I got the same feeling I did when it first aired. Mm. But now I was expecting that again with Midnight. But what I got from Midnight is what I was hoping to get from Blink.
1: Right. That's so, interesting.
0: I really enjoyed this episode.
1: Now, I'm glad you said that because I'm going to be transparent for a second. Midnight is probably my favourite Doctor Who episode written by Russell T Davis. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I really love Midnight. I think it's a. Uh, it plays absolutely into his strengths, which I've already kind of outlined. I think it's just so so compelling, and it does so much with so little. And yet it's still undeniably Doctor Who. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. And I think oh, it's an excellent we, piece of writing. We haven't
0: spoken about Rose Tyler. Oh yeah, who gets a nice little cameo? I, I remember thinking the other day, I was thinking we haven't seen her in a while. When was the last time we had a Rose cameo? We had her in episode one. Mm. There was a reference to her in Fires of Pompeii. There was, but. I swear she made another appearance in the series at one point.
1: Um, was she mentioned during some time, during Poison Sky? I feel like we've seen her, haven't we? Haven't we seen her? We saw her in the first episode of this yeah. series, but I don't know What if do you, you think that's
0: since... having her appear on that little TV screen? Because I said to you when she appeared that, like, it's quite funny watching it now, because you're like, just turn around. Mm. <laughs> and there's other screens on that train as well yeah. so surely he must see her at some point but um, after that you're then just constantly watching the screens mm. like there's a lot of shots where it's framed where the Doctor's taken up one half and then in the background the other half is taken up by a blurred screen and you're watching the screen expecting um, Billy Piper to appear again so what? how do you think that whole thing works? I think it's cool whilst I look to see if she did appear in another
1: episode mm. I think it kind of uh helped um because obviously kind of russell likes kind of having these underlying running um story arcs you know bad wolf um torchwood was much more explicit and then harold saxon also yeah and this is kind of it's weird that this at times rose coming back is way more explicit like at the start and then here it's kind of this it's not a blink and you'll miss it because i think it's very clearly framed that you're meant to (laughs) note rose
0: um, but I think... that said, I nearly did miss it.
1: Did you? <laughs> because I was making
0: a note on my phone, I looked up and she was already there. I was like, ah, there she is. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. You mean it's not so much of a, a background theme? Is yeah. it? it's more it's like... of,
1: Russell wants you to know she's coming back.
0: And do you think? Do you think they have become more um, in your face?
1: I don't know. I think Bad Wolf is probably still this in series one the best execution of it because it's something where literally if you're not looking for it, you won't notice it.
0: As well as repeated viewing things, isn't it? As yeah. Well, like, I've
1: seen people react to Doctor Who Series 1 for the first time, and it's interesting to watch, like, when they start picking up on Bad Wolf. Oh, that's cool. Like, I remember, like, um, I think it was Blind Wave, I watched their Series 1 reaction, and the first time they note Bad Wolf is um, when it's graffitied on the TARDIS, and one of them writes it down, and it's then, with each subsequent episode, they start noticing it. It's like, what is this Bad Wolf doing? oh really yeah and then they were really satisfied when it paid off at the end (laughs) I don't think um I think maybe like we were always spoiled by Bad Wolf and now it's impossible to put in something like that without people picking up on it yeah like you know stuff like uh, like a hybrid (laughs) uh, yeah. <laughs> Although "like a hybrid" was much more explicit because Capaldi said the phrase "like a hybrid" in pretty much the same way every episode. Rose Tyler was
0: in the Poison Sky. She Where appeared, was she, she appears on the Tyler's monitor very briefly.
1: Oh, was it like well, that? Was a blink in your are Yeah, one. that was. I that think, yeah. was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I knew we'd seen her at some point.
0: I, yeah, I like it though. It's <laughs> fun, isn't it? Sort of getting these little excitement things. And also, if, you, if you're a new, if you're new to this like this is your first series for some reason hmm. that sort of encouraged. Oh, there's every possibility
1: down. series 4 in the UK was like the most viewed series this episode it? got
0: 8 million people watching wow it
1: insane. it's insane yeah that's I mean isn't that like how many episodes did Jodie's first episode get 9 million? 10, Ten million.
0: Touched on, Jody's Jodie's first episode got more views than Chris's first episode.
1: Did it really? Yeah. That's cool.
0: I didn't realize it was such a then well had like not a 50% drop off. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> like like three episodes yeah. in it I think it was getting like 5 million. Yeah, whereas Doctor Doctor e series 4 is kind of like it was escalating and escalating wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like yeah. the fin- I know like was the end of... Tar- was, uh, no, um Journey's End, like, the most viewed episode? Uh, Voyage of the Damned, the most Oh, that's episode. it, yeah. yeah. But I know there were huge views. I remember it. being in
0: the bank with my parents, and, like, it would have been a Saturday, because the guy at the bank was like, what are you doing today, like, with the rest of your day? And my dad would have been like, oh, we got to get home, because he wants to watch Doctor Who. Mm. And then I remember, like, the guy at the bank, like, getting excited.
1: <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, it's on tonight. And then we were, like, chatting about it. And I was only like... Eight. <laughs> yeah people like Doctor yeah. Who people loved Doctor Who yeah. it's so weird to think that Doctor Who was I mean we've said it already it was Line of Duty yeah Doctor Who <laughs> was what Line of Duty is now yeah yeah yeah. oh you just remind me that Strictly's on tonight it is isn't God, it she's coming back
0: well this is the thing isn't this is that there's also rumour we could possibly get a series 13 trailer today really well Strictly if they're going to put it just before or just after Strictly
1: is, is that when they do it it's that's interesting. Why they've done it in the past it would make sense but yeah. um, I feel maybe. I just say if that does happen. But the thing is, the funny thing is, if that does happen, and there's a series thirteen trailer, we've already talked about it in the news segment.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you'll know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that'll really kind of stick it to the people who say the BBC don't care about Doctor Who. That's true. Because the BBC clearly care about Doctor Who. They're giving them a, t- a centenary special. That's true. That's
0: true. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why, but a group of people on this train. Uh, some of them remind me of the characters from Love and Monsters with Linda.
1: I and think it would have
0: been quite cool to maybe have one or two of them appear
1: that's interesting
0: but then this episode is set so far in the future you yeah really bring those I out. mean I think the
1: thing that probably did it was um, when David Tran's character gave that presentation that, it was, was, very that was it. that's
0: when I made the note yeah, yeah. It, Of. Um, I, w- I was going to say it's Larry Lamb but it's not Larry Lamb is it it's somebody else in that mm. episode who plays uh, the uh, whatever his name is
1: I mm. noticed also when we were watching that you sneaked in a little the uh, bluff joke <laughs> yeah he does doesn't he uh, That's Tim's theory that the creature in Midnight <laughs> is the Absorber. of. <laughs> Harry, anything else to say about Midnight before we move on? Oh, I don't think so. It's just a really solid episode. Good quiz to- time!
0: You! You! Not me! I hate being patient! Patience
1: is for wimps! Whoa! Now, okay.
0: Um, we only have two questions normally four. But we've only got the two, okay. Because uh, normally I would re- I would watch this twice. Okay. <laughs> um, so here's your questions, Harry. Uh, how many hours there and back is the midnight trip? Four. altogether together? Oh, all together is eight. Yeah, well, done. yeah. Um, how long does it take for the pressure wall to collapse?
1: How long? It's like
0: 50? Oh, the pressure wall. Um, was it?
1: Ten seconds.
0: Oh, six seconds, Harry. Oh. There you go. You got your fifty percent. Uh, question marks. Oh. So congratulations, Harry. Do you have anything to recommend? Before I go, I just want to tell you you were fantastic. Oh, I do. Well, I what have something say, to recommend. I did have something to recommend. Well,
1: can I have two things? Because I have a recommendation and, look, and a I have a plug. I um, so my recommendation is a show that was on Channel 4 a couple nights ago it was a Jack Thorne one-off drama um, called Help was um, that the Jodie Comer yeah with Jodie Comer and Stephen Graham yeah, I, it's, it, yeah.
0: It's, I didn't watch it it was it was on when I was moving in ah but no I, I saw it I saw it via watching Gogglebox
1: yeah it's worth a watch <laughs> it's definitely worth a watch in full because it's a really really compelling piece of drama it really kind of shines a light on some of the real issues that were happening and were overlooked. Was it just a one-off? It was just a one-off, yeah. Oh, okay. it's uh, I think it's feature length, I think it was two hours or oh, yeah, maybe yeah. a little shorter, but it was really good. Uh, fantastic cast, brilliantly directed, excellently written, one of the best pieces of drama I've seen in a while. Um, <laughs> also, Russell T. Davis actually posted about it on Instagram. He oh, really? was a big fan of no, it. Good, good. Which is tr- very well deserved. It was an excellent piece of work i don't want to say too much um it's not an easy watch i will say it's not an easy watch by any means but it's worth watching it's kind of very you know it's it's great um and so for my uh, little plug uh this will be coming out next tuesday or wednesday uh mm, yeah (laughs) (laughs) Okay. okay i might be plugging this a second time then okay um but, uh, mention it in the news the top as well I will do um, I am going to soon be for those of you in the York area I don't know how many of you there are uh, I'm going to be in a, a show um, called Put On Shorts at the Theatre at 41
0: you've just reminded me I need to go to Sports Direct Lane and buy some gym shorts
1: Okay, I was yes. wondering where that was leading you, I actually need
0: to do that as well okay, Thank you. Sorry. Yes. Carry
1: on. but anyway um, <laughs> if you're interested in that you can go on the Theatre at 41 website it's a lovely little venue what's the website space. link? say it out loud I don't know the URL off out the top of, of my head um, but that show is running uh, from Wednesday the 29th of September through to Saturday the 2nd of October every evening 7.30 what's it called? Uh, put on shorts if you search Theatre at 41 the actual at symbol okay yeah and if you look at what's on you'll find the page there and you can drop the link in and i'll also be promoting it next week um you'll be able to probably tell in this podcast how successful i'm being as an actor depending on how often i'm plugging jobs (laughs) um i'm lucky to say that i'm doing pretty well right now
0: for 41
1: that's right the number 41
0: okay oh yeah here it is yeah
1: yeah so link of, Tim will find the link for that
0: www.421monkgate.co.uk
1: yep. and the show is called Put On Shorts uh, it's a kind of selection of short plays some of them funny some of them a bit more poignant if you like a uh, theatre if you're in York if you like me, I might come along and I'll sign something. It, it's not a. It doesn't, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to turn into a bigger on the inside publicity event because that's not. Oh, that well, be. i
0: going with a little banner.
1: <laughs> gonna print some t-shirts. Yeah, have them out to the cast. When I appear on stage, you'll be like, "Look, it's Harry from the Bigger on the Inside Doctor Who podcast," and I'll look at you very venomous, venomously. <laughs> Is this because, did we mention that
0: my t- uh, I got figured, have we meant, no we'll leave it, we'll leave it for, if that sitcom comes out. Oh okay. We'll leave that. Um, I'm going to recommend, I was in London this week? Yeah yes. I was. Yeah Monday I went to London, I went to press night of Back to the Future the Musical, it's the fourth time I've seen it, So slightly biased, but um, carrying on the theatre trend, go and see it if you can, it's good.
1: Mm yeah good piece. it still holds up after the fourth viewing. it does
0: when I was there it was a different guy playing Doc because the guy Roger Bart who plays him originally I think he's contracted Covid or something oh dear so apparently he's okay but uh, so they got an understudy in hmm. but since then all the cast have got ill so they are oh. had to cancel like, all performances until until Monday so by the time this goes out the performances should be back okay that's good and they've scheduled like their West End Live stuff as well so Also, Doctor Who Time Fractures meant to be coming back as well soon, which is good.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. They sorted out what was wrong with the building. It did flood, I think, didn't it? It flooded, like, multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you shouldn't laugh,
0: but in hindsight, it's one of those things where it's like,
1: the chances of that happening are so... I think there was pretty bad flooding throughout London. There was, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, I know that um, Brian May moved out of London because of the flooding. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. Brian May was actually at the uh, press night,
0: wasn't it was he? was. I saw Brian May. I turned around and he was just stood there with his wife. Yeah. And it was one of those things where out loud I went, oh my God. <laughs> well, yeah. And I've met, like, famous people. I met Tom Cruise and I didn't, I wasn't like, holy shit. I, I mean, I was, hmm. but I didn't sort of out loud go, oh my God, it's Tom Cruise. But I turned around and, like, I think, like... It, it was the equivalent of walking down the street and, see, and seeing David Tennant in his Doctor Who outfit yeah. because Brian because you only see Brian May wearing what he wants to wear yeah. and he turned up wearing what he wants yeah. to wear I guess
1: it was just unexpected as well it was as well and yeah. Bri- I guess that's just he's quite he's got quite a distinctive face and he's kind of associated with like one of the most iconic bands ever so and Andy Serkis was there as well Mm. Well, director of Venom Let There Be Carnage that's I (laughs) realised when I saw him like post himself at the premiere oh that's why he's in London he's there for the he's also
0: Alfred in the new Batman movie he
1: is it's Batman day today and this isn't a coincidence This is a coincidence. Tim's wearing a Batman t-shirt. I am. There's also a Batman pop. There's a lot of vinyl. Batman stuff in here. Yeah, Tim has a lot of Batman stuff. Um, that's it. <laughs> we both looked around the room for another. Batman. There's literally one vinyl, pop vinyl, and then there's, um... a ba-
0: there's another Batman statue in the other
1: room. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a Batman statue in the other room. Opposite is there, is
0: there uh... anything else? That's it. I think.
1: You used to... yeah. All your most of your. Because you, your uh, bedroom back home is like a huge kind of nerd paradise. Yeah, I've sort of left it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I kind of did that. I kind of didn't take any nerdy stuff. Where are you going to gonna put Wallace? Wallace. Ugh, I don't know. I'll figure it out. Probably on my uh, windowsill so it' get all the sun. Good. Yeah. Anything else, Harry, before we wrap this one up? Uh, no. Um, there has been a pretty good one. What are we doing next week? Next week we are doing. Are we going to do each finale episode at its own individual one? I can't remember. Okay, I've
0: got it scheduled. Because
1: I, I feel like it makes sense to do turn left as a standalone. Oh,
0: turn left is a standalone. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely turn left. So yeah, we're doing turn left. I wish that our uh, political system could turn left. If you know what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Make sure you subscribe to the official Bigger on the Inside podcast.